be all like uncool, a way to deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm going to start off with my tagline today. If you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say we're friends. And this is for a certain winter house who needs a good compliment to know that she's your friend. Yeah, Crypto that's... Lindsay, Lindsay 2.0, Jess. She would love um, this donut shop near me where one time I went in and um, this woman like went in after me and the donut shop owner stopped what he was doing, like dropped a donut, looked at her and went, hello, gorgeous. <laughs> Wait, but he didn't say anything to you? No. Oh. <laughs> we are also joined by my friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morad. Now, usually I write my own tagline. Sometimes... I plagiarize my own taglines from episodes past, but this time I'm just outright stealing what a housewife actually said this week, which is, I put the MIA in Miami. Yes. I loved that. Alex, such a great theft. Hey, great artist steal. (laughs) We are also joined by my lovely sister and our co-host, Ms. Julia Baker. Now that I arrive on time, I get to go early. Who's that for? Robin. Oh, Julia, that's she a took great her one for Robin. to that sprinter van and popped on those Uggs. All right, I think we got to start with Potomac. Okay, you guys, we are Ashley Stans here on the pod. We love Ashley, but I, I'm on Candace's side for now. I think that Chris is like a sketchy dude, but I don't know. I think Ashley's kind of trying to get her revenge actually yeah even that's, says as much. that's yeah it's it's so clear that is why this is happening my favorite part about it is that we actually had an aha moment about this gifted it to us by candace who actually said aha when <laughs> ashley admitted to why she was trying to take chris down ah i loved it not a lot of like sneaky things um we did get an absolutely shocking karen huger moment this episode When referring to planting new plants, seedlings, you might call it, Karen referred to them as her embryos. (laughs) I thought that Karen was literally literally talking about that she got her eggs removed because we had just come from a scene about Candace talking about IVF. Like, you know, she had her eggs extracted. And then we're Mm. outside. I'm like, she put them in a pot, like, to bury them? That's a little dark. Oh, my God. And then she kept throwing around... And she kept throwing around the $3,000 budget for the backyard, but we got a glimpse of those embryos and they were not $3,000. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, is that how much like IVF cost? Like when Karen was in that stage in her life, I was truly confused. She sent me on a wild goose chase. Also somewhat related, Michael got a visectomy and then immediately flew to Vegas, which I thought was a very <laughs> funny update on his life. <laughs> Poor man. He's not allowed to perform for a week, and yet he chooses to not perform in Vegas? It's going to be a rough <laughs> week for him. Um, talking about Karen, though, remind you know how Karen and Giselle know their stars? They sure. really do love the way they banter. I think that Ashley and Candace have made a pact. They are the new... La Dom and Giselle. Ooh. 
They do like each other in real life. They really do. And when you see them as friends, it's fun. I know. I want them to be friends. Me too. So bad. Um, Ashley update. Ashley filmed a TikTok this last weekend, and people are speculating that it was filmed in Luke's apartment. Was it outside? (laughs) Were there fireworks in the corner? (laughs) (laughs) And a strange, disheveled, coked-out man trying to light them just out of frame. A man dressed as an apple. (laughs) Um, What the fuck? When Candace said that Ashley was seen with a hockey player, did you both immediately think of Luke? Yes. I was like, wait, this doesn't match the timeline. (laughs) Um, Can we talk a little bit about Dr. Wendy? The only real thing I have to say about her burn session is that she has a candle line. Are you going to tell me we weren't burning those little pieces of paper with a Dr. Wendy candle? I'm no, Julia. That is remarkably on brand for Wendy. Absolutely. Opportunity missed. That's Wendy Central. And when she was listing all of her jobs, she forgot the. Oh, I can't remember the name of her brand, but the Omani, Omanji. Oh, she her forgot her home essentials line. Yeah. Yeah. Omani? She forgot her. She forgot her home essential line, and I just think that maybe this is done. Maybe it's been dropped. The fact that we can't rattle it off and we can rattle off everything that everybody else has done. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We know La Dame. We know Vanderpump Rosé. We know all of... We know Loverboy. Like, she's Fresh not... Fresh Wolf. Fresh Wolf. Yeah, we're not... She's not selling it. She's not bringing it up. She's spreading herself way too thin. You know how she, we know Wendy's sort of a um, uh, a forever student. She's always studying um, or what's going on around her. We know that she's a student of Bravo. We know mm-hmm. that she probably has studied all these women on Potomac. I think she tried to take a page out of Giselle's book mm-hmm. this episode. Reasonably shady party, 100%. Oh. But she did not have the dodging finesse that Giselle has. When the heat turned to her, she like could not handle it in the way that Giselle is just so, she's able to just deflect like nobody else. She's a, a master at it. I think Wendy thought she was going to try to get away with that this episode. And you notice, it like, we only get through, what, one and a half people in the burn session? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the other that... women take the drama away from her and Candace and Ashley start their own thing, completely overwhelming the premise, which should have been good. Yes. <laughs> what killed me was Wendy was about to speak on something and said, wait, no, I can't speak on that because it wasn't written down. Wendy, this is your fake party for fake with fake rules. Like, you don't have to adhere to any guidelines. Mm-hmm. She, Wendy's just not good at this kind of stuff. She's not good at leading it. Um, I am going to say with the whole Robin coming at Sharice, I wouldn't say that Robin like was going to physically hurt Wendy at all, but I could see how Wendy perceived that since Wendy was sitting, although she was telling Robin repeatedly to stand up. And I felt like that was a Sharice being like, dude, just go sit down. Not like a holding her back, but I could see how both women felt there in their stance that she was and was not at the same time. I feel like it's a semantics thing. I think like the truth of it when you go beyond language and like the actions of what happened is that Robin was not in the wrong. I think that is like the truth of the situation. Yes. Okay, I have to warn you, we have a little bit of foreshadowing happen with Candace saying, don't take me to a winery. Last time we were at a winery, Monique attacked me. 
we know coming up at some point, Mia is going to attack Wendy and apparently she throws a glass at her and hits her. <gasps> so buckle oh, up no. for that. I know. And it's really disappointing. And like, you know, Monique got taken off the show pretty like that was it. No tolerance. Mm-hmm. So it will be interesting to see how Bronfo handles Mia and also how Mia handles it because Monique did go and chase after her and like dodge producers. Like it was mm-hmm. a 45 minute chase scene. So just buckle up. I don't know when it's coming, but I do know it is coming. Well, while we are able to talk about Mia, I think I we have to address the very funny moment of when her and G are together and G goes, I think we should talk about your uh, health issues. What health issues? And she Mia says. starts like <laughs> shaking almost. And it feels like she thinks that like he's about to expose like, her lies <laughs> well because she literally says what are you talking about and he's yeah. like the cancer stuff she's like oh 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 yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that <laughs> thank you for so shocking she will be missed <laughs> i know <laughs> all right are we ready for winter house m.i.a here's my winter house breakdown of jess i think Ugh. that jess thinks that Paige is being a mean girl because she's used to people coming up to her and chasing after mm-hmm. her. And that's not who Paige is or Sierra is. And like Jess is very beautiful, but when you're in a house with Sierra, like you're not the prettiest yeah. girl in the room anymore. And I think that, mm-hmm. well, she even says, like, you guys don't compliment me. That's so fucking embarrassing. Even if you thought that, I would keep that to myself. I would go to the mm-hmm. grave with that. <laughs> also, all of these women kind of just compliment themselves. They all just strut around there knowing they're hot and don't need the approval I love that, of each other. That when Jess is trying to connect with Rachel as like a fellow outsider, being like, I just don't feel connection. What does Rachel say? The ultimate diss. I'm really sorry you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Little does Jess know, Rachel just, or Jess handled Rachel the inner ticket to this circle she gets Mm -hmm. to go and say i have gossip you just gave rachel an in rachel's left Mm -hmm. you behind at this point Mm -hmm. i will say that um the the scenes that we got this episode of them being mean girls i don't know how like intentional it was or not was very funny there's that shot of jess when she's like in Paige's like bathroom and she's just like so stunned that they're being so mean to her about Telling Craig where Paige is. Where it's like, you kind of, you can kind of see why she thinks, beyond just the whole, like, you're not complimenting me. Like, the whole, like, well, I'm, like, an outsider to this group. Um, she doesn't get there teasing her. She's taking it, exactly. she's too self-conscious to take it, like, as a jokey way, which I totally understand. I agree mm-hmm. with you on that one. Um, but I then will take back my benefit of the doubt for her immediately because, you know, all these weeks I've been saying, well, she's doing the whole Corey Craig, like mistaking people's names is like a flirty thing. You two are right. She's not. Thank she you. says to Craig, she's looking at Corey saying, did you see the thing that Corey made me? <laughs> also her begging for Corey to bring her coffee in the morning is like the saddest juxtaposition of Andrea giving all the girls coffee you you don't you don't see the woman on love island begging for their coffee no no you do not and yeah and then the girls all make fun of her for not knowing people's names and i think yeah 
But that I was mean, another mean girl you example not, I was thinking of. Though, how yeah. could you not? Well, Alex, I'm so grateful. And I knew when she misspoke at the bowling rink, I was like, this is it. This is where Alex has turned yep. on you, Jess. That turned me. Alex comes in with a PowerPoint. He's like, no, she's playing the long game. Let me explain it to you guys. <laughs> That's where I was at until this. This was a huge misstep for her. Um, now, I got to say, the Toms, they left such a great impression. They did. They, they really did. Especially they on Luke, who started singing a Sandoval-esque song on guitar right when the Toms left. He missed And I said so. to them at one point, can you guys not leave? Can someone else go? <laughs> <laughs> can I say my favorite interaction between Luke and the Toms? Are you ready? Luke, mm-hmm. do you guys have makeup? Sandoval, I think I have some. <laughs> I love yeah. the biggest lie that's ever been told on Bravo. <laughs> I mean, the lie that's just spelled out in the eyeliner that is on Sandoval's eyes. And before we wrap it up, we have to talk about the drama that has now become a full year's worth of drama. Mm-hmm. Sierra and Austin. A little asterisk before we start. The last person Austin slept with was Sierra? I literally yeah. asked that out loud after he said that. Which I don't mean, like, not where, believe Elizabeth, him. Master we're March of our 5th. Bravo timeline. Where are yes. we right now? Okay, we're March. 5th. Where where March? Last time he saw Sierra was when she was at the dog. Oh, when wedding. She, when she, which was when the dog wedding time ish. Yeah, the dog wedding. So that yeah, after was, Thanksgiving. Yeah, before Christmas, after Thanksgiving. So we had that whole season of Southern Charm left after that. Yeah, and they went to plus the them starting house. to become boyfriend and girlfriend basically. And at the end of the season, they were acting like, "Oh yeah, we're together." Yeah, super very, weird, very confusing. It's almost like Olivia and Austin have a pact, and this is because I don't get the chemistry. I don't think there is one. I think it's we got to keep it. We got to keep mm-hmm. this going. Mm-hmm. Um, I did feel bad for Amanda who kind of naively thought Sierra would be cool with She it. always does that shit. She's like, yeah! <laughs> but um, I thought that Austin actually handled it really well. I can't believe I still like Austin. What the Me fuck too. is, is happening? Me too. What's going on with us? Because I, the whole time I was like, come on, Sierra. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even when we're being shown clips of him being like, look at Sierra's tits. I'm still like, come on, Sierra. Like- What's going on? <laughs> He's our Bravo boy. He's but reformed. I, I love that we had to watch that, and now we're going to watch Lindsay coming with Carl, and Austin's going to be the Sierra. Yes. It's like That's a Russian true. doll situation of people being pissy. I love it. I can't believe Lindsay and Carl still haven't shown up yet. I know. It's very weird. I don't know if they'll come in as smoothly as the Toms did. I think Carl they're going to be a little not. jarred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one or two final thoughts. Number one, Craig is somehow back to trying to be a Bravo boy. Don't know if it was Austin showing up or what happened, but he was kind of slapped into submission. I think it's another uh, example of the Toms leaving a good impression on all the men. God, who would have thought? <laughs> Corey, however, has fallen so oh, far in yeah. my estimation. I don't think he knows what he's bragging about. And that was basically my second takeaway is just... Corey's the worst. I don't mm-hmm. really know if any of these people are going to make it to Summer House. And I also can't even picture in Corey. I can't picture Corey on Southern Charm either. I can't picture him on, on any like other mm-hmm. no. show. No. So that, those were my two like mini takeaways from this episode. Very interesting. Yeah. I just need more Jason. Jason is all I want. Jason is all I need. He's so cute. He doesn't do anything, but I just, he, I just he like, needs to be around. <laughs> we need someone to root for. 
He, he, we just need these people fed. Yeah, mostly that. All right. Are we ready for Salt Lake City? <laughs> yes. Okay. The downfall of Heather has begun, I think. You mean in terms of how the audience will react? Because I think yes. this podcast has already been on the downward. Yeah, we were. I saw online an amazing um, Reddit post. Actually, more and more people have, have spoken about it throughout the week. But somebody said that where Heather starts to lose people is when she starts to defend herself. She's really bad at it. And we know, like, that's what makes you good at reunions. That's what makes you good at all that. Like, you know, being a good housewife is being able to kind of, like, take accountability and disarm people. That's why usually Sutton is so bad at reunions. And Heather is, too. And we're watching defend her defend herself. Ugh. Yeah, and you get a bit of that um, when Lisa is, like, in her face confronting her about the dad death lie. And Heather's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, I'm so sorry. Lisa's such a great person. She does that mm-hmm. bullshit. And while that, that was happening, I was like, too. yeah, well, when that was happening with Lisa, I was like, well, I hate this. But, I, like, I could see, like, a typical audience member of the show being like, yeah, Heather, like, the loving that. But then when the Whitney scene happens later and she pulls the <laughs> same move, it's too much. Why aren't mm-hmm. we talking about me? And, like, really mm-hmm. goes in on it. The thing about the Lisa thing, so I didn't realize timeline, timeline time, they filmed the reunion, like, in the middle of this season. That's why, that's why what they're, that's why this fight just happened, is because it just happened. Like, Heather just said that thing, so then Lisa just posted it. Like, we were at the reunion. Okay, that that's actually helps weird a lot. Break. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank yeah, you, timeline, Elizabeth. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. So, um, and I've heard this from somebody else online, so this wasn't me actually doing a deep dive into that semi-deep dive, but I just think that's really interesting, and Heather saying that, and I know these two things aren't the same, Heather lies about Lisa, Lisa says no, and here's my proof, kind of not the best, but Heather brought it up, so Mm -hmm. Heather's so mad at Lisa for that. And then is like, what's the big deal that Angie's quote unquote husband, we know it was Angie, made a Shaw exposed account? You're telling me if John made a Whitney Rose or made a Rose exposed account, you wouldn't be mad at Lisa? And then Angie literally sitting in Heather's lap. Now, I've heard um, some uh, dissenting voices just in the ether about maybe people turning on our beloved Jen Shaw, maybe someone on the podcast. This Uh, is shocking news, Alex. Shaw King. She's innocent, Julia. Is brought, (laughs) as she yelled this episode, by me. (laughs) And that is when we were in the house with Coach Shaw and Jen. And she says, Coach is the most forgiving person. And then when you watch them talking, you know he knows she done it. Oh, 100%. And oh, yeah. he, when he's so mad about the shot exposed account, I couldn't help but think he his anger might be misplaced a little bit. How is this not making you love Jen more? That's my question. I'm not (laughs) not understanding. This is what we want. Okay. I do have to say. Julia, she gave us the line. You're hoping her fat fucking elf on a shelf husband takes you on his yacht and feeds you. 
the best what other housewife can of television to ever grace my screen was an auditioner singing Amazing a Grace with Jin Shaw screaming and we went back forth, back forth, back that forth. So and funny. I reround it. I enjoyed it so much. It really is just one that of the was best that happens shows. immediately after her screaming. I'm innocent is the cut to <laughs> this <laughs> show is like pure camp. I heard somebody online say this is at this point a parody. Like, there's a TikTok account where these two people sit around with like grapes and wine glasses and pretend to be the Kardashians, and it's edited like that. And at this point, this is what it feels like. It feels like a parody of a housewife show. We're at a choir audition where someone who's being indicted on federal charges is screaming outside and a woman who's in like a, come on, my lady, come on, honey, <laughs> ragtime galax. And then the girl behind her is dressed exactly the same, looking absolute shock, saying, I am now feeling a little bit embarrassed <laughs> to be matching Angie. And that was the first 15 minutes. How is this show real? How is this not scripted? This is comedy gold. This is arrested development. If you just put some like over like overlays of some narration, this is an arrested development episode. Oh yeah, after she says I'm innocent, she wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) And also I feel like an unsung hero of this episode is a Meredith Marks who was the only one taking the choir audition seriously. And just as she presented every single person to Heather, she truly was like in it for the cause of this choir. And then she's like, drugged out takes, of her mind. <laughs> it takes a certain person to be able to sit opposite your husband who is looking like a smelly wet dog and like being able to film a scene with him. We like, I don't think we really can appreciate the time constraint we have because we started with a lot of bubbles and as the scene went on, there were less bubbles. They had to like pull this out real fast. Like we were going to get to no bubbles and then we would in fact have pornography. So like they <laughs> well, we did almost that did, Julia. Fast. There were quite a few toe in the butt. And then he uh, would have pauses. lost his job. <laughs> he would have lost his job. <laughs> Funny that um uh they are just such freaks at this point where we have Seth now just saying like on the show that he wants to have a foursome with Jen and Coach Sean. <laughs> I didn't even write that down, Alex. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just we something even... like you take for granted now with them. <laughs> Stop putting your foot up my butthole while we talk about our son. Like that happens. And like, again, I didn't write that down. Brooksy. Every time she says Brooksy, I I can't help but giggle. You guys know my text tone is still Meredith Marks going here, 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 laughing in season one during that weird fashion show. And it startles me every time. Um, my final thought is Heather is going down in a ball of flames, I hope, for viewership. I hope she kind of gets a reality check. Because right now I think she's feeling a little bit like our Bravo boy Craig. A little too on top of the world. But there is a time when Whitney is having her conversation towards the beginning of that conversation when they're on the couch. Whitney says, you didn't even reach out to me when Justin got fired. And Heather does a surprise face. And I was like, oh, shit, Heather really didn't know. Later on, Heather is doing a really fast, like, rapid fire through all of the things that she's done for Whitney or Whitney hasn't done for her. And Heather says she's is about to say 
And I'm sorry I didn't reach out to you when I heard on social media that J and is about to admit that she did see that Justin got fired on social media. But Whitney cuts her off and <gasps> said changes the subject. I was like, no! And then you can tell Heather was like, oh, fuck, that almost came out of my mouth. So you oh, almost got him, Whitney. That's good. Detective Wild Rose. <laughs> this is another case. <laughs> Darn! Alluded again. Interrupts her own interrogation. Alluded? <laughs> Pertruded? Oh. <laughs> Gonna have to do quite a bit of hilling about this one. I love the Whitney-Lisa friendship, by the way. I just Me wanna, too. I mean, I if, if we're not going to have a Candace and Ashley, I like that we're getting a Whitney and Lisa. I can't believe Whitney was my least favorite person in the world. And now I'm, she's starting to grow on me. Man, oh, I Heather. love her. Oh, Heather, Heather, Heather. All right. Are we ready for awards? Yes. All right. My award is the Thirsty Thirsty Girl Award. Alex, would you like to do your famous impression? Thirsty, thirsty little girls looking for a drink. <laughs> and Alex, where does that quote come from? My boy, James Kennedy, Vanderpump Rules. Yes. Good guy. Great so guy. So my Thirsty Thirsty Little Girls Award goes to Angie H., who is working her ass off to be a full-time cast member. And I... I don't know. I it, This will be a very interesting choice. And we will know more about production, whether or not Angie gets signed on as a full-time cast member next next year. Right no now, freaking I, think, way. I think Angie no K way. is in is in better standing. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping. But that will say a lot about production and where they're going. But so far, they haven't failed us. So anyway, congratulations, Angie. This might be the only thing that you'll be getting out of me. All right. Alex, what's your award? The Festivus Award, which I believe went to Giselle last time, last <laughs> Potomac season, will now uh, kind of annoyingly go to Wendy. I don't know if she fully deserves it, but in the spirit of Festivus on that Seinfeld episode, Wendy does make it about herself in a very Frankistanza <laughs> way. So congrats to Wendy. I think maybe you did capture the true spirit of Festivus. It's Festivus for the rest of us, except for Robin, who's waiting in Sprinter Grand. <laughs> and Julia, your award? My award is the Baby Gorgeous Award. As we know, Jack Barlow is called by his mother, Baby Gorgeous. Well, we found out what Henry Barlow's nickname is, and that is the Little Hen. So, congratulations. Henry, you don't have as good of a nickname as your brother, but I do appreciate a Lisa Barlow nickname. I think we should make a Lisa Barlow nickname generator online where you can like spin a wheel and find out what <laughs> like the Wu-Tang Clan generator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at like uncool podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.